Welcome to Living Water Radio. The 15th letter of the Greek alphabet has been getting a lot of press lately. None of it welcome. Today, we're going to see how to pronounce Omicron, and more importantly, what Omicron pronounces about us. Stay with us and check it out. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ, United Church of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. No one knows how the Greek words in which the New Testament section of the Bible was first written were pronounced in the New Testament era. Language changes over time, so there is little likely connection with modern Greek pronunciation going on 2,000 years later. The pronunciations we use to speak biblical Greek words are sounds that have been agreed upon by scholars so that all students anywhere in the world can sound the same to each other, and to distinguish one letter from the others, and to be consistent between those who learn and those who teach. Even then, there are issues. For example, The first class I took in Biblical Greek was taught by an Irish Roman Catholic priest who apologized to the class for teaching us to pronounce Biblical Greek with an Irish accent. In addition, Biblical Greek is only spoken to teach words and grammar. It is not taught or practiced as a spoken language. It is used to understand the texts all of which were written in the common version of Greek in use at the time. I have a book on conversational Greek, but it's mostly a novelty. And the New Testament was written in a specific version of Greek called koine, not the classical Greek of philosophers, poets, and conquerors, but in the language of the people, or, as one of my professors called it, street Greek. People learn Biblical Greek in order to read the Bible in its original language, pick up on the nuances of the original language, to get a feel for what is being expressed, and to see why different translations come up with different expressions of the original language. If a person starts young and studies Biblical Greek for several decades, they might gain some credibility as a scholar of Biblical Greek. When I say biblical, I am thinking particularly of the New Testament. The original language of the Old Testament was Hebrew. It was translated into Greek later and can be read in biblical Greek, but that translation is not necessarily authoritative for Jews. The New Testament was written in Greek. It was written in Greek in the context of the Latin-based Roman Empire. But when Paul wrote his letter to the Romans, to the church at Rome, he wrote it in Greek. The coronavirus variants now plaguing the world are being named with letters of the Greek alphabet, 
to avoid misinformation or stigmatizing the places where new varieties of the coronavirus were first detected. In addition, the letters NU, NU, and XI, XI, were omitted to avoid confusion with the word NU, N-E-W, and with the common family name XI. Fun fact, the word alphabet comes from the first two letters of the Greek alphabet, alpha and beta. Even then, there are issues. For example, remember when we first started to hear about the coronavirus? Sales of Corona beer went down because people thought it might have something to do with the coronavirus. Seriously, you can't make this stuff up. When the recent variant that was given the name Omicron, the 15th letter of the Greek alphabet, came out, a widely circulated email claimed that in the word Omicron, Ami stands for Omega, the last letter of the Greek alphabet, and Kron, C-R-O-N, is short for Kron, C-H-R-O-N, which is short for Kronos, the Greek word for time. So, Omicron means end time, and therefore the Omicron variant is a sign that we are living in the end times. You can't make this stuff up. Unless you are talking to people online, then you can make anything up. Actually, the pronunciation of the Greek letter Omicron has a Greek word now in common English usage, micro, meaning very small. Omicron means little o. To distinguish it from the letter omega, the last letter of the Greek alphabet, which also has a word that has come into common use in English, mega meaning very big. Omega means big O. The O in the biblical Greek letter omicron is commonly pronounced like the O in the English word not, like what we would call a soft O pronunciation. The O in the biblical Greek letter omega is commonly pronounced like the O in the English word tone, like what we would call a hard O pronunciation. In the last chapter of the last book of the Bible, in Revelation 22, verse 13, John writes of his vision these words of Jesus in the last judgment, including this metaphor using the first and last letters from the Greek alphabet. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Jesus, who has always existed, was present at creation and will come again in the last judgment, the beginning of the new heaven and the new earth, and will reign forever, was crucified and rose from the dead someplace in time, between his first advent and his second advent, between his first coming and his second coming. Omicron, the fifteenth letter of the Greek alphabet of the twenty-four, exists someplace between the Alpha and the Omega, as we live between the beginning and the end of time. Only God knows when Jesus the Son will return and who will and will not be living in the end times. We are called to live, to truly live, to live as the body of Christ in the present, to always be prepared for the end times, but not to live there or engage in pointless speculations. We are now in the middle of a surge of COVID-19 cases, mostly because of the Omicron variant. 
Vaccines will not necessarily prevent us from getting the Omicron variant, but they change its effects on us to being a horrible few days at home from a horrible long hospital stay and death. More importantly, though, they make it way less likely that we will transmit the virus to someone else. That is why we take the precautions and get our vaccines, because we are Christians, a word based on the Greek word Christos, which means anointed one or Messiah, and we live in response to the love that God has first shown us. This is what Omicron, a letter between the Alpha and the Omega, pronounces for us. It reminds us that we, people of the in-between time, know how to live because Jesus died on the ugly cross so that all who believe in him may have eternal life. And when he had given his life, he took it back again to validate what he did on the cross. This pronouncement reminds us that we who are Christians in this middle period live as people who know that, like the alphabet, all things must come to an end. We don't fear the last judgment, we long for it. Meanwhile, we live joyfully as people who love one another and care for one another in the name of Jesus. Why? As John writes in his first letter, chapter 4, verses 17 through 19, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccines and the booster because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship service they have available. And support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move now out of the variants and back into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. They're trying to find their footing. They're trying to keep everybody happy. You know how impossible that is. Support them. Pray for them. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody, contact a friend or a relative, Google a local national hotline, talk with a professional, reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time and into the light. 
Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Get your vaccine. It's the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Do it for the sake of others. Avoid crowds if you can, and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and an encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. Stay hydrated.